ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 30 of the Super Reform Bros podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Jackson. We're bros. And we're reformed. Super reformed. <laughs> and Jackson, my question for you is, would you rather, for the rest of your life, always be doing a podcast or never be able to do a podcast again for the rest of your life? I mean, I guess always do a podcast. Okay. Wait, wait, are you saying like every You'd second always, of my yes, life? Every second of your oh, life, you're no, recording. Never do a podcast again. <laughs> no, it's worth it. All right. All right. No, I, I mean, I'd rather just live normal life. No. Yeah, no. I'm good. Well, uh, so you'd give this up. My, Shows what it's worth <laughs> to you. Go my ahead. question for you is, would you rather be in a family of all boys or all girls? Uh, I mean, you're, you're almost in a family of all boys. Yeah, I feel like I'd want to be in a family of all girls, I guess. Ah. <sighs> I can't I've always, like I've always wanted, on the spot. I've always so. wanted another sister. We only have the one sister. I mean, she's great, but okay, I've always well, wanted another sister. Okay, well, let's say there's sister. 10 kids in the family. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's You know, I'd go I'd go with I'd go with 10 girls because then <laughs> they would all have friends and so it'd be easy for me to get a wife. <laughs> so, okay. boom, done. Wow, all selfish <laughs> in the end. Nice. Yeah, well, that, that's kind of what the question is. I mean, um, all right, and guess what, guys? We have a guest on. Please welcome Rao. Say hello, Rao. Hi. Hello. Hello. And I met him on. Uh, what's your name on Not to Be Superfly, right? Superfly. Yes, yeah. I am Superfly on Not to Be. Wait, so, is there is there a story behind yeah, that? Yeah. Why why Superfly? Um, when I was uh, in university, I was at a. I went to the local uh, Christian coffee bar. Okay. Um, and. Um, I don't know. There was a sign-up sheet for something one time, and I wrote the Superfly or something like that on there. <laughs> okay, okay, because I always used to write like random names for myself. <laughs> okay, and it just stuck. Like everybody started calling me Superfly all the time to my face. <laughs> oh my god! So that just kind of stuck. So it's actually because I was thinking like you know how people say like that that's fly or something like that i guess that means is that a like, phrase cool isn't that that what that means oh yeah yeah so like yeah that's what i was thinking so you're super meant, cool but you are like you're saying are you saying you're the super fly like a, a, a fly like a bug i i don't know <laughs> i just wrote it down maybe <laughs> don't probably hold it was... like a fly like the bug right and, and i think this was mostly Certainly, you know, I didn't, the name wasn't because I thought I was fly. I never have thought I, I am fly or anything right, else like right. that. I'm, I'm the not cool kid, you know, the one who got picked last or whatever. Those are the coolest. That, though, that's so. me. So, no, I just, I just wrote Superfly on there just the one day because I was feeling silly. And that's hilarious. kind of stuck. So, how did you find uh, Not The Bee? Um, I found adam ford and his comics back in the day okay and then he started the babylon b obviously um and i kind of followed that it was cool and then he sold that and he started his it was before discern it was the christian reporter i think okay okay something like that uh and he started that and then that became discern and so then i got a um, I actually subscribed to the Discern, and that was. And then when Not the Bee came around, I got a I got a bundle package with Discern, Not the Bee, and Babylon Bee. Okay, but I gotcha. still don't actually do anything on on the Babylon Bee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, neither do I. Wait, is Discern still around? Or no, Discern no. kind of morphed into uh, Not the Bee. Okay. Yeah, because Not, Not the Bee got yeah. so popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So did you like? Uh, 
have you ever been on any other social media or anything or did you like what how'd you find did you did you uh was that like part of it that attracted you was a social part part of the website yeah um certainly like there was a lot of social activity on the comment section of discern Mm -hmm. and when i heard about not the bee and that there was going to be a dedicated social section that seemed pretty cool yeah i am on i am or was or have been on some of the other you know big name social networks as it were Mm -hmm. but i mean like i logged into the blue one for like the first time today in i don't know weeks i don't gotcha much often uh so i you're obviously not from america so could you just could or not i guess you were you could be from america you're just not from the united states could you explain you know like where you come from and stuff because you've got an awesome accent so (laughs) and our listeners minds are blown right now i'm right so i am originally from south africa um born there um lived there for what almost for 36 years okay um, i'm actually married to an american which is how oh. i moved over to the states so um, wait so did you did you meet her in africa or did you we actually met online back okay. in the day <laughs> um, okay this is and it was really funny because we didn't meet on a dating website at all we met oh, on wow. some christian forums and there was like a pen pal section and so she said, hey, is there anybody who wants, a, who wants to be a pen pal? And I said, sure. <laughs> and we just, like, started chatting and stuff. And it kind of got to a point to me where, like, We should probably well, get married. <laughs> it, you know, it's like, well, either we need to stop where we are, because uh, a long-distance relationship makes no sense, mm-hmm, or right. we need to get married. Right, and we're yeah. like, hmm okay let's get married <laughs> um, and that's man. about it that's that's kind of how it, <laughs> that's how it happened and then that's she so came cool. over and we got married and um yeah we lived there for well we were married for nine years when we uh moved back to the states okay wow. awesome awesome so wow. wait did you had you had you met her in person before you got married um she flew over about six months before we got married okay wow man. that's still crazy to to meet someone six months before you're married i mean that's that's really cool that yeah, is that, awesome. That's awesome so man. so yeah the thing is the interesting thing is that when you are have a like a long distance relationship um you really you know a lot of people who have like a you know who get to know somebody in person that tends to be oh let's go to the movies together and then mm-hmm. you sit watching a movie and you don't actually talk to each other <laughs> yeah. true, or yeah. you know or you go to a coffee shop and you sit there sipping coffee and looking lovingly into each other's <laughs> eyes and you never actually talk about the stuff that really matters yeah right you know no one talks about oh <laughs> these are my bad points if you if you marry me you're gonna have to deal with my temper because mm-hmm. i have a terrible temper <laughs> yeah you know uh, and bless my wife, she said, that's okay, she'll do that. Um, I don't know why. Uh, anyway. That cool um, accent. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we just, um, at the stage that we said, okay, well, you know, let's get married, we we were like, okay, well, if we're going to get married, we need to know all of this stuff. And so we were like, you know, one of the things we did was like, list five good points about yourself and list like your five worst things that you do. And so we, we chatted a lot about that. Um, and then also, obviously, we spent a lot of time talking about a variety of things, including and most especially theology. Okay, um, awesome. Because if you're not on the page theologically, 
it's never going to, or it's almost never going to work out. You know, there's right. odd cases, but you know, the corner cases don't prove the rule. Exceptions don't prove the rule. So exactly. Yeah. So that yeah, that was probably. I mean, I'm sure that's. <laughs> It's always extremely, you know, uh, cool when you find someone of the opposite sex who has, you know, the same feelings that you have about theology and the importance of, you know, uh, yep. biblical truths. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's really cool. So then you moved over here, and uh, and so then you, so you got, man. So you you were following Adam Ford before he even started the Babylon Bee. See, that's pretty crazy to me. I didn't know like. Yes. So you're you're one of like the the originals like you're you're the one of the first before all the rest of these people <laughs> including you yep you should have the most you should have the most points on on not the bait <laughs> Ugh, the points don't matter <laughs> it's true yes it's true um all right well that's that's really cool do you want to do the seven questions jackson yeah, or do you can. have any more questions for him uh, i think that uh are you we do have a bonus eighth question are you doing that alex or do you want me to you do it you do it Okay, so that means you should start with the first one. Okay, I'll remember? start. Okay. I'll start with the first. The first question. Are you ready, Raul? I am ready. Okay, this prepare yourself. <laughs> this is. It's gonna be a little it's insane. Not, it's not that crazy. You're building it up a little bit too <laughs> no, much. No, okay. So, what are your top three movies slash shows of all time? Favorites. Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, The Princess Bride. Oh, okay. Dude. That's good. The Emperor's New Groove. Okay, all right. I haven't seen that one, actually. Um, um, oh, one of my favorites, although it's not not very, like... It's one. It's a British show from the 80s and 90s called Allo Allo. And it's hilarious, <laughs> but there is an, a, a fair amount of below-the-belt stuff. Ah, so. I gotcha. It's not something I normally watch, and it's actually very... In many cases, it's actually very... Um, uh they they do it quite well so it's not like you know it's not like completely like it's not dirty it's just like alluding to things mm -hmm. gotcha no yeah. yeah i gotcha so you so that's so, that's a british is that like is that popular in britain or is that kind of just not how'd you find that well he didn't live in britain Alex. i yeah, no I I, I um well I, I did spend a little bit of time oh you did there, but um uh -huh. yeah but uh, that's not where I saw it. I can't remember where I first saw Allo Allo. But it's set in World War Two in France, and it's just hilarious. Okay. Um, hmm. But it is obviously British humor. So if you don't if you don't appreciate British humor, you won't appreciate it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Interesting. Might have to check that out. All right, so, Jackson. Well, wait, do do does, do South Africans have their distinct humor too, or are you saying like British people? Like, are you saying every country has their own distinct humor, or British especially? Um, yes, there are. You know, culture affects humor a lot. So, mm -hmm. like, there's stuff in South Africa that it, that South Africans find hilarious, but people outside of South Africa don't understand mm -hmm. it because huh. it's cultural. Yeah, okay. Uh, second question. Do you prefer ice cream cake or ice cream cake? <laughs> Those are three things. <laughs> Um, that is a very good question. Thank you. <laughs> I would probably say that I prefer, probably my number one is cake, actually. Okay. 
Interesting. But my wife loves ice cream, so it's like we'll have ice cream every night after the kids have gone to bed. <laughs> so awesome. I, I eat more ice cream than I do cake, but I think I pref- in general I prefer cake. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of like cold things in general. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Well, so Especially in winter. Do you have like <laughs> yeah. a particular kind of cake, like just chocolate or like what's your favorite? Yeah, if it's a rich chocolate cake, mm, <laughs> yes, that's so good. It is good. <laughs> Okay, Alex, you got it next. Okay. Now, this is the tough one, okay? What's a crazy story about yourself? Something insane. Yeah, something that doesn't usually happen to people. It's abnormal. Doesn't have to be the crazy. You don't have to think of the craziest thing, but just something like, yeah. Yeah. People struggle with this one usually. Um, this is interesting. Okay, so I've got a few things I can say. Okay. Uh, One of them is that I have, in fact, walked with elephants before. Okay. Really? Yep, wow. um, they were. It was on a on uh, my honeymoon. Wow, that's and uh, oh it was at, a, at an elephant retreat or a, not? Yeah, retreat or, um, or sanctuary rather. That's a bit okay. Word. Okay, at okay. An elephant sanctuary, and um, it was horrendously expensive just to get in there. <laughs> um, uh, and then what they did allow you to do is basically walk. And you held your hand out backwards, and the elephant would put its trunk in your hand and basically <gasps> oh okay. the elephants, which so is pretty cool. cool. So, are elephants more common in South Africa or not? Like, yeah. is that like a? I'd assume so, right? There, there are okay. So there are multiple species of elephant, um, okay. Okay. and there in South Africa there are two species of elephant that I am acutely aware of. The African elephant, and there's actually another one which is kind of a subspecies of the African elephant um, down in the part of South Africa called the Eastern Cape. Um, And it's, uh, there's a a game reserve down there called the uh, Addo Elephant Park. And so it's kind of, I guess you would call them the Addo elephants. They're slightly different to the African elephants, not so much in um, in looks, but more in behavior and stuff, just because they're in a completely different uh, part of, of South Africa. That's a more uh, um, almost rainforest okay. area of South Africa, whereas most of the elephants actually live in what I guess most people would think of as the African safari or savanna. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Um, that is a crazy story. Oh wait, sorry. Did you say you have more, a couple things? Sorry. Did you want to? I do have a couple things. Um, uh, I have also, being in Africa, I have uh, I've eaten a variety of animals, including zebra, warthog, and crocodile. Nice. Which one was the best? And which one was the worst? Uh, <laughs> so, crocodile is uh, if if it's cooked right it's very easy to cook crocodile wrong and i've had crocodile both wrong and right okay if you cook it right it's actually really nice it's it looks a lot like fish but it tastes more like chicken oh okay interesting so it's Um, not it doesn't have like it wrong it's just so it doesn't have like a seafood flavor i guess Uh, for some reason i think that but i guess they don't live in the ocean so but tastes like Uh, chicken no it depends on the crocodile but yeah most of them uh they actually, they most uh, crocodiles can't survive in salt water. Oh, okay. Well, so so would there's you... one species of crocodile that can, but it doesn't spend all its time in the in salt water. Okay, interesting. So would you prefer like? I mean, is it like, like the 
Oh, that was our little brother coughing in the back. <laughs> um, is is it like the best chicken you've ever had? Like, would it be better than the best right, chicken yeah. you've had? You know, because you said it tastes like chicken. Like, it's 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 texture is more like fish. Right. So, I, I, I would say. I would say it's probably not like the best chicken I've tasted because it's not chicken. Right. right. So, but <laughs> right, it is right. very tasty if you get it right. Uh, so okay. it is. Okay. So it is like its own unique thing. See, I thought you were kind of just saying yes. it tasted just like chicken. I guess. But, yeah. I guess what he's okay. asking is like, is it? Would you say it's worth it to have crocodile is it better over just th- having just chicken? Is it better than like other other meats? If wow, it's cooked right. I, I probably I probably would not have it on a regular basis. Gotcha. But, okay. Um, gotcha. But it's cool I mean, it depends. Interesting. Like, honestly, my favorite is pork, but you know, okay, um, oh. it's easy enough to get hold of pork or something else like that. Um, crocodile is usually pretty expensive. So, so, so what about this warthog? Uh, that sounds interesting. That sounds like it'd be it's, good. It mm-hmm. tasted so. In, when I had warthog, it tasted to me like like you'd taken some pork and then. Th- poured vinegar on it oh it was ooh. quite wait yeah. did they did they put vinegar so, in it or was that just the flavor no of the they meat? didn't oh gosh. no that was just the flavor of the meat so That's it wasn't weird. it I, it wasn't my favorite on the plate i had other things that were much nicer there were a number of different um uh antelope that i was also eating at the time it was a platter with a whole bunch of different okay, things. You're like, yeah they did say been rotting for a few days so i'm not sure if that's why it tasted <laughs> weird but is <laughs> <laughs> uh, the normal flavor of, of warthog is vinegar yeah huh? interesting or that's vinegar interesting. so have you ever had dog i have not okay Interesting. Okay, our brother. I'm not that adventurous. Yeah, our yeah. brother said it was terrible. He said it was extremely chewy and like not didn't taste good at all. He said it was like the worst thing. Yeah. He's well, ever he eaten. went to what, where was that? Was that Indonesia? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. So, the, any, any other any other crazy stories? <sighs> Those are the only two I can think of off the top of okay. my head. I probably have others that I could tell you. Nah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't think of them right now. That's, okay. That's good. Sweet. Uh, Wait, is it me? Uh, uh, yes, yes, it is. it is you. Okay, what is an irrational fear that you have? Like, yeah, so. An irrational fear? Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared of heights. I don't know how irrational that is. Yeah, that's, I'm I mean, scared of heights. It's, that's like, kind the of most irrational. common irrational fear that I know of is the fear of snakes, but oh, really? I pick snakes up all the time, so, yeah. you know, whatever. Wow. You picked <laughs> snakes up? See, that needs to be a crazy story about <laughs> You just pick up snakes all the time. You're just okay, I mean, kind of multiple times a year. We have a number of you know we're living out in the countryside. We have a number of snakes around here. Um, wow. The easiest one to pick up is the king snake. They're very very docile, so they let you huh. pick them up. Um, huh. The gopher snakes. Uh, my son picked the one picked one of our gopher snakes up. I say our. Oh, they're just they're <laughs> wild. They just live around our property. Um, in it was late this year october i guess yeah it was about october things had started cooling down okay. and so the when it's summertime the snakes are obviously because they're cold-blooded they're warmer in summer mm-hmm. and so they're a lot more active um and i go for snakes do not like to be picked up so mm. um they but he picked it. this one up it, was, it wasn't it was too cold <laughs> for the snake to really want to bother with trying to bite so have, have you, you ever eaten snake <laughs> i have not <laughs> you're like but i'm gonna go try it now 
Is that you, a thing? Do people have you, eat, I guess have you like, been bitten? By a snake? I have not. Wow. No, you, okay. Yeah, and he probably knows how to pick them up. Too careful. Actually. You, yeah, you're smart about it. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's so your fear of heights, but you pick up snakes all the time. Yeah, that does kind of feel irrational. You're picking up snakes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what is the... This is kind of, you know, along the same lines. What is the most delicious food you've ever eaten in your life? Um, my all-time favorite is a South African dessert called Malva pudding. Okay. Uh, what is this? Believe it or not, my my American wife makes the best <laughs> Malva pudding ever, really? as confirmed by multiple South Africans. Yes. Wow, so, that's awesome. So wait, is it like so? It's pudding. Is it like what we would think of as pudding? Like uh, no, okay, okay. no. It is a British. It's a British okay. style pudding. Gotcha, so gotcha. it's actually more of a cake, like a very moist cake type okay. thing. So, so what's yeah. in it? Um, it's basically just like flour and stuff, like a cake, and then there's a uh, there's a um, a sauce that you actually pour. It's a wet cake, so you pour the sauce into the cake okay. just before it's finished and uh, baking, and that is a it's uh, it's it's butter and I think it's butter and milk and maybe something else in there and you pour that in and then it bakes like that and then once you're done with that you actually um the typical thing to have with your marvel pudding is british custard which is okay. not the same as american custard okay how's it different right, it's, it's more like liquidy right yes okay okay it's more liquidy and i it's a i think it's I want to say it's like it's like an egg-based custard, which right. I think most U.S. custard does not. Yeah. Okay. So how okay. often do you eat that? Every night with your ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> if only. No. Uh, uh, a couple times a year. Okay. Do you do I you mean, always get it you, for your birthday? Was, Yes. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. So I, I feel yes. like we're taking too long in this, but I'm really curious. Uh, so like, what's the general flavor? Like, can you make it different flavors, or is it generally like vanilla or chocolate? Like, is there cocoa? No, in? it's not a. It's not. It has its own flavor. Okay. Hmm. So it's not. It's very very sweet. Okay. And kind of buttery, I guess. Well, that's interesting. Good. That's really good. So, that's weird. I, I just can't like. I, I'm just picturing chocolate for some reason. I just can't get that out of my mind. But yeah. it's like, huh? I need to try this. Because it's it's a it's a cake like pudding or dessert, but it's not cake. Okay. Huh. I know. I mean, we're gonna have to get our mom to make this now, or we'll just make it. <laughs> that'd be yeah. That, oh, that sounds. It sounds really good. Um, I'll Jackson. send you the recipe. Oh, oh yeah. yes, please yes, do. Please do. Yeah, oh I was my about gosh. To say, we're probably not going to be able to, if we don't get the right recipe, it's probably not going to be I good. Could, yeah, I completely forgot. We're talking to a person who literally like has the recipe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll that be awesome. Thanks, man. Um, okay, question six. Yeah, go ahead, Jack. Um, if you could erase one thing from existence, what would it be? <laughs> if I could erase one thing from existence. Yes. yes. <sighs> There's a lot of things I'd love to erase from existence. <laughs> Just one heights. No. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Me needing to go up high places. <laughs> that that would be yeah. That would be it. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You know. Heretics. 
definitely. But that would be a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. Could we say the Roman Catholic Church? <laughs> Does that work? Maybe. Uh, you know, uh, I think there's worse things in the Roman yeah, Catholic Church. Yeah, I think there are. Oh, you said um, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, we'll get into it later, maybe. Yeah, know? okay, all right. So, but for now, you having to, yeah, deal with heights, that's that's fine. Um, and so this is the seventh question, the final question before our bonus question. Um, do you know Jeff Durbin? You are, you said you were, I mean, you're kind of in his area, right? Jeff, Dur- do you know Jeff Durbin? <laughs> uh, only if I drive, like, three hours. Um, <laughs> hey, closer no, than I do we not are. know him. I have met Dr. James White, though. Oh, my what? gosh. He actually came and preached at our church. Oh, yes. he, yeah, he did He did at our church. Too. I was like, yeah, Judo, he I preached think. at our church before we, like, knew who he was. So yeah, it's kind of sad. sad. Yeah, and then we were like, wait. Well, he, when was it? Last year, September? It was last year, September, he preached at our church. That is It was awesome. a fantastic sermon on the early church and discernment. Okay. Oh, it was brilliant. One of the things that really struck myself and my wife was he said that in difficult times for the church, the church often calls for unity, but it's always unity with, uh, like, you know, it's, it's an ecumenical unity. So it's not the right kind of unity. Jesus preached, and Jesus said, rather, uh, Jesus said that, uh, I think it's Jesus who said he came to bring division, not unity. Mm-hmm. And the church going, oh, let's all get together. And, you know, and it's like, um, right. yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no. Um, I'll, I'll, I can also send you the link to that sermon because we did record it. Fantastic sermon. We yeah, put the that early in church our, and discernment. We should put that in our um, show notes. Yeah, we actually, since that uh, sermon, my wife and I have really, we actually have in our house, we have Church History Tuesdays. And so oh after dinner on a Tuesday, we actually read so cool. from a set of Church History books. Okay, um, that's awesome. That yeah, is, that uh, is, I highly recommend it. People, Christians today do not know their history. Yeah, church history is ex- shows. It, church history is extremely interesting too. Yeah. Like, and satisfying to t- learn about. It's just awesome. Like, that's something. The, yeah, I always uh-huh. wanted to look into more and never, never did. I mean, I I need to. I still yeah. need to. But. Yeah, I've been reading recently about like the very beginning, like Tertullian and Origen and all these. Yeah. Um, church father you know that's where we're at at the moment yeah yeah it's just so fascinating i, ha- I do have a book yeah. on it i do have a book on it i need to read yeah um okay i forgot all right are we ready uh no no oh. we actually i mean well we still have to finish this question because we need you to so this is we need you to ask could you just ask jeff durbin to come on our podcast it's almost like like we're recording all these people asking on our podcast, you know, asking him to come on, and uh, and so then we yeah. Have if we get all, enough you know? people, then he'll come on eventually. So yeah, you know. probably. So could you just yeah quickly you know ask him? <laughs> <laughs> hey Jeff Durbin, would you please come on the Super Reformed Bros podcast? Oh. They would love to have you. Oh, they also perfect. boost their numbers like by three thousand, you know, or more. Honestly, yeah. Or over nine thousand, I think. <laughs> Oh, my uh, God. Yes. Bonus question. Oh, uh, bonus number qu- eight. Wow, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, it never happens, except every time we do the seven questions. Um, Number eight. So, with upcoming Christmas, I was wondering if you and your family uh, had any, like, special 
Christmas traditions that people don't usually, you know, do or unique to your family or maybe South African Christmas uh, yeah, traditions. Um, you know, we always used to eat watermelon on Christmas. Okay, Whoa, okay. because in South Africa, Christmas is in the middle of summer. Of okay. course, being in the southern right. hemisphere. Wow. Yeah, I so, didn't think about uh, that. So that was some of the one of the things. Not that it was like a, a thing that we always did, but yeah. Um, one of the, I guess one of the traditions was um, was having a ham at Christmas. Uh, that's uh, that's a little bit here or and or there, depending on who where you are in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But okay. in South Africa, it's pretty common, and we okay. call it a gammon. We don't call it a ham for whatever reason. Huh. For whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Actually, I do know the I do know the difference between the two, but anyway, it's <laughs> a gammon is the cut of meat, and a ham is a cured gammon. Okay. Why? Gotcha. Wait, so why we call it a gammon? Sorry. So it's not cured, like the. No, it is cured. Oh. We typically eat a cured, a cured, you know, a ham. Okay. But I don't know why it's called gammon huh. instead of ham. Huh. Interesting. That's cool. One of those things. Oh. I'm learning so much. I am learning I'm from just, a South African man. Yeah, I think I've learned more in this podcast than I have like my whole life. Um, just a little bit depressing. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't know much, but all right. So uh, now we'll get into the actual topic um, of this episode, which is the reformed bubble, as uh, Raoul put it. Um, so, would you like to explain to us what what you mean by that, or or maybe even uh, you could explain. Uh, what reform theology is or how you came to to uh you know to find reform theology right so that's it, uh, it's an interesting thing because i in many ways i i i don't necessarily i identify as reformed i'm reformed ish okay. um i hang out in a lot of reformed circles because you know my theology is essentially reformed um but there's just a couple things, you know. I, um, I know a lot of people in reformed circles tend to their churches do things like, you know, we only do hymns and psalms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, some of them love their exclusive psalmody, mm-hmm. and right. I, I don't have anything necessarily against that. And right. my wife and I are actually going through that, but uh, looking in deeper into that. Um, okay. But um, I'm not super confessional like a lot of Reformed people are. Okay. You know, like your uh, your the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, for instance, mm-hmm. um, loves the it's the Westminster Catechism. Yes, mm-hmm. and then obviously the the Reformed Baptists do the London Baptist Confession of 1689. Right. So you know, and and if you're if you're ever in a group, especially um, there was one large group reformed group on facebook um it is i left it many years ago because they're terrible but anyway that's another story uh they you know everyone's like oh which confession do you stick to okay Um, gotcha and i always just kind of go you know i stick to the bible yeah right um (laughs) but anyway (laughs) it not that the 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 catechisms or the confessions are bad in any way they're Mm -hmm. actually quite handy for like a good summary of a set of beliefs and mm-hmm, right. you know of what the scriptures say but you know i tend to rather go back to the scriptures themselves like i might look something up in the catechism and then i'll look at the scripture references and right. then i'll go and read the scripture references so um, that's just kind of uh, it's 
that's that's where I stand. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's a danger. In like, I think that is a danger in reform circles too. Depend on um, certain documents that aren't the Bible, right? Um, obviously, yeah. obviously, I don't think the people who wrote the confessions and catechisms were intending that because they put you know scripture references in there. But uh, yeah, that Absolutely. can be a danger to um, yeah hold those higher uh, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. It, definitely. Exactly, exactly. And so um, it's just you know. Uh, I know that the reason why they wrote them was so that there was an easy way to basically dispense the the overarching theology of the Bible into a form that makes a lot of sense for for the ordinary people. So, you know, that's why they're also in a question and answer format. So mm-hmm. here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's fantastic. You know, at, at the church that I go to at the moment, um, we go through one of the catechisms, you know, we go through a each a question and answer every week Mm -hmm. um just a good way to you know to to make sure that your theology is grounded but in no ways does it replace the bible or should it right anyway so so yeah so i i grew up in the methodist church in south africa which is Mm -hmm. not the same as the methodist church in the u.s good okay um (laughs) not entirely they're not reformed by any means Mm -hmm. but um they're just not they're not blatantly, you know, woke. Yeah, um, right. And then when I went to uh, when I went to university, I got involved with the a local uh, Christian uh, union or Christian club at the university, which was which was ironically under the auspices of the YMCA, although hmm. the it was so it's called the Student YMCA, but they actually didn't. They had a very like thin link to the YMCA, um, and they were actually more uh, associated with what is now called the Reformed Evangelical Church of South Africa. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, Reformed Evangelical Anglican Church of South Africa. So they're an offshoot of the Anglican Church in the UK. Okay. Um, but they are they are largely reformed in their theology, mm-hmm. and it was there that I kind of really like I started thinking about things like the five uh, points of Calvinism and that sort of thing. And being an engineer, I I read you know the one that gets everyone is predestination, mm-hmm. and I read it, and then I looked at the scriptures and and I thought about it, and I'm like, that makes logical sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So other people have had a harder time. My wife, my wife, obviously, also she had to kind of come around to that. Okay. A lot of people have a hard time believing that, um, but uh, yeah, for me it was just logical. So, so I kind of that's where I, yeah, that's we were in that church for I don't know yeah probably nine and a half years I guess. Okay. Um, so yeah, I have a good background in that sort of thing in. in um, um, in I guess somewhat reformed things, um, and I've right. learned a lot in the last couple of years as well. Just being part of various reformed groups on various social networks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and uh, we've been um, we've been often on attending an Orthodox Presbyterian church. Okay, gotcha. um, This year as well, which um, is very nice. But um, one of the things I did discover uh, that I've kind of uh, observed 
in a lot of reformed circles is, like I said, something I like to call the reform bubble. Right. And that is that a lot of reformed people know reformed theology, but they don't seem to be very aware of um, anything outside of that reformed theology. So, like, anything that happens in the general evangelical um, space in the U.S. is kind of they don't know about it, right? Okay, so, like, right. I've gone to, you know, we've gone to uh, um, a couple different Reformed churches um, uh, this year, just visited a couple of them, and, you know, we, we talked to them about, one of the things that we, that actually caused us to leave a church a couple of years ago was the music, that they were singing Bethel and Hillsong and Elevation and a few other okay. things, a few other groups, which are all false churches, Right. right. Yes. Right. Um, yes. Their theology is they follow a variety of a number of different theologies. They're all essentially part of the NAR movement, the New Apostolic Reformation, which itself is just New Age repackaged with Christian language. Okay. Um, gotcha. And and uh, you know we we would we you know we go to a church and it's a lovely church and they do hymns and psalms and we're quite happy with that and there's and we go oh yeah they sing these other churches that we've been to in the past sing Bethel and I who's Bethel <laughs> and I'm like okay you need to know who Bethel is because if you don't you know you're going to run into some issues with right. firstly yourself. And secondly, the people around you. If you are, if you talk to anyone in the general evangelical uh, world, you know they're listening to K Love or Air One or whatever mm -hmm. radio station, and they're getting hammered with all of the, the music from these false churches, right. and they don't even realize it. Right. They don't even know it. Yeah. Most of these churches <laughs> sing these songs in in their church on a daily basis. On a weekly basis, right? And so, the the um, the when I talk to reform people and they don't know this, that's a big problem, right? Because we need to, as Christians and as you know, as reformed Christians as well, we do need to know what's going on, especially in the Christian world. Um, I was just chatting to my wife again earlier today about some stuff, and. And uh, she said she made the remark that um, the biggest problem. Let me let me just quickly find it. It's on my phone here. Okay. She said the biggest threat to Christianity today is Christianity. And okay. uh, yeah, I can expand expound, yeah. expound yeah. on that. Yes, expand on that. Okay, yes. so it's you know when we think of. When you and I think of Christianity, we're kind of thinking of Christianity in our space. We're thinking mm -hmm. of, um, especially we're thinking of Reformed Christianity. But there's a lot of Christians who sit outside of the Reformed um, community. Um, right. And they are genuine Christians as well, sure, even sure, though yeah. they're not Reformed. Yep. But the problem <clears throat> is that they are being led astray by other people and other churches and I say churches with big fat air quotes <laughs> right. that claim to be Christian. Right. You know, we, we spoke with the pastor of the OPC the other day and we said, do you know about the Chosen series? And he's like, he's heard of it, but, you know, he has no opinion on it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, 
you need to know about it and you need to have an opinion because it's right. basically a bunch of heretical garbage being advertised as Christian. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even the, I don't even know about I mean I know I know about the show but I didn't know it was heretical or anything. It's just, it's it is. Yeah, it is. I, it's I, got, I mean I knew I, yeah, obviously you've got someone playing Jesus. I, I, I have a problem with that right off the bat. That's right. why I never watched it. So yes. but yes, yes. Yes, no. absolutely. No, but it's things like the Jesus of the chosen, mm-hmm. like before he's about to do the Sermon on the Mount, he asks Matthew um, for some sermon advice. Okay, oh. yeah, that's and just that's, that's that's just pure heresy, right? Because Jesus never needed that. Right. You know, Jesus said that the words he talks are the words that the Father gave him. So right. what you're telling me is that God doesn't know enough. To be able to give a, a sermon <laughs> right. to the the Jews of the time, right. right? Yeah, and that's a big problem. Yeah, that's a no. big problem. You know, the biggest, the, the one of the things that's come out recently, like version, season three or whatever, that had a bunch of people who, who you know, rustled a bunch of people's jimmies, was um, that Jesus said, "I am the law." And, you know, that's not nearly as problematic as Jesus not knowing what to preach on the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. Yeah. That's, uh, so it's I, a- I think, yeah, I think I have seen, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, Christians who love that, you know, love that show, mm-hmm. um, really enjoy it. So, yeah, that's, that definitely is something. I, so, you're, I, I see what you're saying, though. You're saying that a lot of, in this reformed circle where we are kind of staying out of that, you know, because none of that, well, you know, we, we don't participate yes. in all that, and we're not yeah. realizing what, you know, uh, what they're actually doing. Okay. Exactly. You know, um, we don't, you know, a lot of people don't interact with that because mm-hmm. that's kind of, they don't listen to things like they don't listen to the radio. Right. Um, and I'm and guilty of that. <laughs> You know, and and honestly, not listening to K-Love is good because then right. you're not listening to all of that heresy and you're not getting it in your mind. And, right. you know, people end up going to Bethel and to Elevation and to Hillsong and these heretical churches because of the music they hear on the radio. And they just get yeah. sucked into these what are technically cults. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and I feel like um, a lot of, Especially the pastors. Not so, you know. If you're if you're just sitting in the church, that's okay, right? But the pastor of a church of any church needs to know these things. They really need to know about the stuff that's happening in the evangelical church because it is going to impact them. And if they don't know about it, and suddenly they come across it, you know, you got some pastor who, who, um, <coughs> who has heard of the chosen but doesn't really know it and then someone says someone in his church it goes oh i've been watching this series and it's so good you should mm-hmm. watch it too right and then the pastor watches it and he starts going oh this is so good you know no it's not it's heresy yeah right 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 and so and so the problem of the reform bubble is that it means that people within that reform bubble are ill-equipped to handle the issues that are in the modern church mm. So you're so you're you're saying we uh, excuse me um we need to interact more with those things or at least know what is what is happening in the culture of the evangelical yes, church right. so, so that we can yes. better be better equipped to tell yes. the other people yeah the other believers 
hey, or other believers that you know that is wrong and why it's wrong. So yeah, yeah. maybe we can maybe we can apply this. So how would you say we? What's a good? Because obviously we were saying you know you were saying like listening to Caleb is not you know that's good not to listen and uh, you shouldn't watch the chosen. So how can we do that um, practically? It's mostly just being aware of what's happening. Okay. Right. So I I um, my wife more than I do. Um, follows a number of pages on facebook like the chorus and the chaos and um what's it uh christianity and the new, and new age i think okay, okay. something like that um there's a couple of these uh pages um there's another one that's actually from south africa called um something in the land i'm trying okay. to remember what it is um, but anyway, it's, it's, you know, these are people who have been there, come out of it, and are now saying, hey, guys, there's a problem here. Mm -hmm. We need to be aware of this. Okay. And, um, uh, and, and so, you know, we as Christians, as Reformed Christians, also need to be aware of this stuff. We can't just live in a bubble because then, like I said, when someone comes along and they're dealing with this, you know, and they go, oh, this is so awesome. You're like, they're actively being led astray. Right. Right. And it's our job to say, hey, that's not in line with the scriptures. And always, obviously, to have, you know, to have an answer for everything. Um, so to be able to say, hey, guys, look, this is what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And this is this is what that says, and this can you see how they don't match up with the scriptures? Yeah, right. You know, like I like the example that I I, I talked about about um, you know in the chosen how Jesus is getting sermon advice from Matthew when the mm -hmm. Bible says that obviously e even just that that scenario alone you can see Jesus doesn't do that at all but also just knowing that jesus says i only say the things that the father gives me to say you know and and basically drawing that and saying hey would god really god who is perfect god who is sovereign god who is you know all powerful mm -hmm. and god who knows everything all knowing right would he really ask a human for like help with his sermon yeah, yeah. Definitely no not. it's just it's it's he wouldn't it's Absolutely not, it's not. just, you know, it's contrary to scripture. It's contrary to the picture of God that we get out of the Bible. God, contrary right. to well, his, you know, his, um, uh, his nature. Yeah. And also in that, in that particular example, like just the fact that not, yes, you're 100% right that, you know, he wouldn't do that, but also he didn't. So mm. <laughs> it's yes. false history. That it didn't happen. You're making stuff mm -hmm. up about the yeah. holy son you know like that that's just yeah it's crazy um, and this yeah. is why yeah this that's why it's dangerous to uh to mess with things especially yeah when you're when you're trying to and we i mean we could talk about you know images of christ or uh taking his name in vain you know calling someone jesus who isn't jesus um in a mm -hmm. you know like that alone is you know very dangerous to do uh, mm. sinful mm -hmm. uh that's wrong and so then yeah t i mean there's just it when you're doing that you're going to do things you're going to make mistakes you're going to do you know add things where yeah, we as humans exactly. are sinful we, we can't yep. get it perfect so yeah. it's exactly. just yeah it's better to stay away from that and uh and that's why i think you know probably a lot of reformed people would just be you know they'd be like well i don't want to 
mess with that. I don't want to know about that. Yeah. I don't want to be involved yeah. and uh, and you know stay that's away. A bit like the, yeah, that's that's like the ostrich putting its head in the sand, right? Right. Um, it's just it's not helpful because even if it means that you are okay, it means that because you don't know enough about it you have friends and family that are not they're going to fall prey to this deception right mm-hmm. it's um, kind of like it kind of sounds like it's almost the same uh i mean you know you hear uh, people in the church say don't don't interact with the culture at all don't even be a part of it but then other people are like well you got to know what's going on in the culture and everything mm. so that you can you know better fight against yeah better it, fight yeah. against it uh and it's it yeah. sounds like it's almost you know it's it's a it's similar to that. It's just within the church, you know, what's going on within the yeah, church, yeah. and we need to know yes. what's happening so right. we can better. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you like you. I think you've already said this, but yeah, we shouldn't be um, a part of the world, but we need to be mm. no, no of uh, of it. Right. Um, right. Yes. I, that's in scripture. So, too, so you know, yeah, the scripture says that we need to be in the world, but not of the world. Exactly. Right. Absolutely, and you're not going to if you if you seclude yourself. Right, and I don't want to say that the that the reform that mm-hmm. reform people specifically exclude them um, themselves right. um, in the slightest, but you end up with a scenario like Israel, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the scriptures, Israel, what they eventually ended up doing was rather than showing the world around them that they knew the one true God and and being a light to the world, they ended up closing themselves in and saying, no, 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 you can't, you know, uh, they basically said, no, no, yeah, you can't be part of this. This is our God. You can't have part of our Mm -hmm. God. Right, right. And so, you know, we don't want that to happen. We don't want that to happen in the Reformed Church. We want to... Especially if we, as Reformed believers, really believe that we, um, that our interpretation of the scriptures is the true one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a whole other thing about interpreting the scriptures, but anyway, we won't. <laughs> um, Another episode. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we need to know what's happening in the evangelical space. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to even just make sure that that Christ's sheep know his voice, right? right? Because, again, it's a case of, you know, people who look at the chosen, they go, oh, it's this wonderful Jesus. I want that Jesus. Mm. And what they end up doing is they're listening to a different Jesus. They don't know the voice. Mm -hmm. You know, his sheep don't, or the sheep don't know his voice. And we rarely should. And we're being deceived by that. Um, Just to come just to come quickly come back to again the practical application of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I have I have mentioned a couple things. There's a lady named Doreen Virtue who's on Facebook and on YouTube. She used to be a new ager and she um, she's got a lot of great content. There's okay. another lady called M- Melissa Dowerty, also uh, a lot of really good content. Um, there are a number of other. Um, blog posts you know blogs and uh youtube channels and stuff that deal with these things so there's a lot of ways that we can actually deal with um we, we can become knowledgeable about things like the chosen without needing to actually watch the chosen right, right yeah so you're saying yes yeah, so you're saying that we have a lot of options out there where people who have come out of those things we listen to them listen to mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because, I mean, usually those are the ones that are fighting against that stuff, right? People who actually were part of it and came out of it. Yeah. They're yeah. the ones really, really fighting. And then, yeah. yeah, we over here in our comfortable little, you know, bubble, as you called it, are like, yeah, you know, let them do that. You know, we don't know anything about it, so let's just, you know, let yeah. them deal with that. But yeah, that that's really... Uh, it really is interesting. I think. Have you heard of uh, Cultish, the podcast? I was gonna bring yes. that up. Yeah, that's like I. You know, I feel like that's another another thing that's uh, you know really helpful because yeah. they usually have a lot of people on. Have they had yeah. her on? Uh, I don't know if they've had Doreen on. Okay. I know that they've had some people from Bethel on. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I think I did yeah. know that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know that's a probably another helpful resource, right? That you know along those lines. Um, have you seen? Ameri- American okay, gospel. You're just, I, all these thoughts are probably yes. going to I was going to mention them all, and then you just come in here and take them all. Have you seen the American gospel, the documentary? Um, I haven't. Uh, um, I've heard it's very good. It the is. only issue I do have is that half the people that are featured on it are woke. Are they really? Wait, wait, wait. Yes. You mean the, the Most of the people featured on American Gospel are from the Gospel Coalition, which is now oh, ah, unofficially called right. the Social Social Gospel Coalition. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. Well. No, that that you know, okay, I can see I can see that. I will say that there are some there are some uh, people on the on the documentary that just like like there's this one lady and she goes through her whole story and stuff. It's it, there's just some cool cool things in that documentary mm-hmm. that are uh, really. I think they had a they have a lot of. I mean they have a lot of solid people on there too. Um, right. Yep, yeah. There are. Is yeah. James White in that one or mm, R.C. Sproul? So. Maybe R.C. Sproul. John MacArthur. I don't know. And Paul Washer I think is in it. Right. I Justin. It's been it's been a while. Anyway, yeah, that's that's a really good a really good one. Uh, I think they made a part two, right? No. Pretty sure. I they, they did. did. Yes. They did. Yeah. Why have yeah. I seen it? <laughs> they, they've got a few of them, or at least they were planning on having a few of them. I know that they released huh. two. Huh. I don't know if, if or when they released the second one, but I know there was one. See, so that's it. Um, it's funny because my, my brother has brought up like the... Uh, he's uh, We have a brother who lives in uh, Idaho. He's like part of one of... Uh, it goes to Toby Sumter's church. Have you heard of Toby Sumter? I've heard the name. Yeah. So Doug Wilson's, uh, he used yes, to be, yeah. I know Doug Wilson. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what, my brother's, you know, a big part of that. So, like, you know, they they really push a lot of the, you know, knowing what's going on in the culture so you can better, uh, you know, be equipped to fight it. Um, but, yeah, no, the, and, and I, you know, they'd probably say the same thing for, for, uh, for the church. I'm sure they would say the same thing. But mm-hmm. it is funny, you know, that's not, that's really not pushed as much. Um, it's more... You know, it's not a, a, a people don't seem to think of. You know, they don't think about that as as often. Is like, you know, they're yeah. It's very easy to go. Well, that's kind of a separate thing. You know, from us. Uh, from right. From I think us over yeah. Here. I think when you get um, like you know the whole case cage stage Calvinism thing. When you mm-hmm. get to a lot of people, I feel like get to that, and then they get involved. Uh, I think which is kind of this whole thing, but they get involved with theology, and then they forget about the evangelism part, you know. Right. Um, mm. And it's just you know, oh, this new theology I'm learning, which you know is great, awesome, but yeah. we need to remember what we're called to do, yeah. and part of that is knowing yes. what's going on going on in the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's like and it, like uh, and have you have you heard of a uh, Les Landfear? I'm assuming you have. Yes, that, yes, yes. Landfair, yes. Yeah, he, uh, his, I think he's coming out with a new movie called like Cessationist, um, mm-hmm. and my brother brought up he was like that's that feels like so unnecessary like to be making a mm. movie about 
cessationism. Yeah, when well, he was like, there are way, way more, you know, there, there are way more issues going on in the world right now yeah. than that, you know, that, and that kind of feels like kind of what you're saying is, you know, like, yeah, we're focused on this other stuff uh, that's, you know, like, yeah, that's not the, that's not the big deal right now. Like, that is something that, mm-hmm. yes, it's good to know about, but, you know, there are more important things in the church, especially, you know, that need to be dealt with. Um, I, I was, I did hear him talk about that movie, and he said two other guys were making it, and he was doing the editing for him, and then he was like, oh, well, I'll just jump on board with this. Okay, so gotcha. it wasn't, it wasn't his, gotcha. Know, but still, the whole movie in general, yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's like, just like, this, you know, timing is kind of weird. Like, it's like, it doesn't I'm still really... gonna watch it, though, because I'm still interested, but... <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Are you? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think yeah, you make some uh, some really good points. Um, but is there anything else? Anything else you want to hit on before we get into uh, like the our uh, recommendations or recommendations as we call them? Um, not really. I think that's that's kind of like that's the bulk of it. It's, okay. Um, yeah, it's just it's just it, you know having spoken to a number of people in reform circles recently and they don't know about this stuff. I was just like. There's definitely a bubble happening here. And because sure. my wife and I, in many ways, don't come from, we didn't grow up, grow up or spend a lot of time in this specific Reformed bubble. We've always gone to churches that were Calvinist but not Reformed. Um, gotcha, okay. It, it what, what do you mean like, by that? Like dispensation? So, no, no, not necessarily. Um, although, yeah, I don't see <laughs> dispensationalism in the Bible anywhere either. Um, but, um, uh, uh, no, so like like the, the church that we're mostly a part of at the moment is they're, they're, um, the pastor is definitely Calvinist, so he believes in, you know, in tulip and all that right. stuff. But he's not... He doesn't really, like, you know, he doesn't really do the regulative principle of worship, for instance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? And there's, I know there's different strains on what con- what the regulative principle of worship really right. is and whether or not it fits in with the Bible. But his view on, uh, on uh, worship is um, very mainstream, shall we put it that way. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we've had to... Uh, you know, we we don't actually agree with him on that, and we've um, oh, we've spoken to him off and on. We don't sing his songs in church and that sort of mm. thing. Ah, um, gotcha. But you know, like a lot of reform folks are more like you know hymns and psalms only. Right? <laughs> right. My wife and I are like. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily, if you're going to sing hymns, I don't know why you can't sing modern choruses. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, obviously you have to be very discerning in it and you have to be very, um, you do have to make sure that the sources that you're pulling from are orthodox. Right. They are not false churches and all the rest of that. And my wife and I are very, very careful about that. Right. That's Um, good. Right. But we're not like, you know, yeah, most of the churches that we've been to, um, even the the so-called reformed ones in the reformed one in South Africa that we went to, um, was not didn't entirely follow the regulative principle. Gotcha. Um, so they're not 
and you know, and a number of them don't do the confessions or whatever. You know, they're not confessional mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. gotcha, a lot okay. of the things that most reformed people, you know, they, I find that there's two definitions of reformed. One of them is, oh, we're Calvinists, and the other one is, we're Calvinists and we have confessions and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, all the rest. You know, of it. that sort of thing. Right. All the rest of it. So we kind of, we kind of, my wife and I kind of float. Again, we we're reformed-ish. We float towards more reform than less um but we are just a bit careful about some aspects honestly i feel like you're probably exactly what we are like i i because yeah we're kind of in the same i feel like we're similar where we're like yeah we're reformed in the sense yeah we're we're calvinists and you know we believe in the confessions and all that as well you know um, well yeah i mean but yeah but it's we're not like uh we're i mean you know we're not Pedo Baptist, which people say is you know full on like that's full on reform. We're not Presbyterian. People say you know if when you're Presbyterian that's like fully reformed. You know, and we're not exclusive psalmody either. Yeah, I wouldn't say, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. we're not we're we're not we're not uh, fully there. Although I did for a while there, I was thinking like a little while back, I was kind of like, wouldn't it be better though to just sing psalms? <laughs> like, but you know, yeah, but I, I think that's. It, yeah, I mean, you know, in many ways, we're we're kind of there as well. There's a lot of 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 uh, there's a lot of there is actually a fair amount of good um, orthodox music right. to sing, but it just yeah, has to be it, it has to be extremely grounded in scripture for yes, like like yeah, for it to be like there's and that's that's a scary thing. Like like uh, I go to a church and. Uh, and like you know, for the most part, they sing hymns, you know, just straight out of mm. straight out of a hymn book, which is mm-hmm. fine. But then sometimes they won't, you know. Sometimes they'll sing songs, and like once they sang a song, and it was called the gospel, and it was like four lines. So it was, I guess, verses. you know, it was just like four, or four verses. Sorry. Oh, no, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. verses. It was lines. It was just four lines to the song. It was very short. I think we sang it a few times. I mean, I didn't sing because. The song did mention didn't mention once Christ's resurrection. It just mm-hmm. mentioned how he came and died. And I was like, see, this is something that <laughs> bothers me. You know, like I was like, this uh-huh. is this is something that should be, you know, they we should be thinking about this more. You know, like what what are we singing and what what is it actually saying? Um, just talking about Christ's death. Is, you know, like yes, that's good, but also yeah. doesn't accomplish anything unless he rose from the dead. You know, um, mm. so yeah, it's kind of you know an important part of the gospel. Yeah, and yeah. To, to have a song called the gospel and leave it out, just you know, kind of yeah. There's yeah, just our, things like that. Our where, churches, well, me and Alex go to different churches because he, uh, you know, I still go with my family and he's right. by himself. I'm, but I um, go to a, I go to a covenantal church. Yeah. You go to a dispensational <laughs> church. Yeah. Uh, but we've been singing recently Sovereign Grace music. Are you familiar with them? Yes. Yeah, we do a lot of Sovereign Grace. Okay. Okay. What, what do you oh, think I of that? They're really good. Are they? Um, okay. They are. So they're an interesting church because technically they are charismatic, I think. Okay. But they are Calvinist. What? So is it like John Piper? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think John Piper lives in his own cat, basically. Um, so yeah, they're a bit, they're, they're interesting church. They are very you know they are very scripturally grounded okay. for the most part. So we do you know my wife and I when we lead worship at our church we do a number of songs from them. Okay. Um, 
uh, there's actually a great song. We're talking about uh, Christ's death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an album. Sovereign Grace has an album from a number of years ago, like 2014, called Risen, because okay. they were like, you know, around Easter we're all always singing about Jesus' death, but no one ever sings about Jesus' resurrection. <laughs> so we're gonna do that. Gotcha. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. So you—that's yeah, a, think- that's a good recommendation, that, or recommendation, as we say on here. Sorry. <laughs> there is a story behind that. Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yes. It's- if you if if you want to listen to modern worship music, um, I definitely recommend uh, Sovereign Grace. Okay. Um, the Gettys are pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. Also, Matt Papa and Matt Boswell are yes. also really good. Matt Papa. Yep. Yes. P-A-P-A. Interesting. P-A-P-A, I have never heard yes. of her. <laughs> no, you haven't? No, he Matt Papa. A, it's a Gettys law. Okay. Uh, Interesting. There's also... Are you familiar with Shane and Shane? I mean, they're not so much worship. But. So, uh, yeah, the only issue I have with Shane and Shane is that they do not... They're not very discerning. They've done mm-hmm. covers of Bethel music. Yeah. See, and this And is- I'm just like... And I'm just like, you know, if they're going to do covers of Bethel music, I'd rather just avoid them because yeah. yeah. then I don't yeah. trust them. Yeah, this is the thing I really appreciate about your pr- pr- approach is that you do, you know, look at the um, core. Because, yeah, like I've... I think sometimes you fall into like I've heard Shane and Shane's music and I'm like oh this is good and uh yeah and then stuff like that happens which I didn't even know about and it just you know it, this has really made me think like you need to know more right. about what you're uh right. consuming also um yeah cause if I yeah cause now I I would not recommend that to someone you know um or I shouldn't be yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah cause then yeah one thing leads to another before you know it and then, then they're, they're going listening. to a Bethel church yeah going to a Bethel church <laughs> exactly um. exactly um there's another there's a there's a couple that I know of called Kenny and Claire okay and they've got some music they're, they're still they're still very small but they their theology is good okay um there's a group out of New Zealand called Emu Music Ooh, and I know okay. they're also solid oh that's cool um New Zealand, so. New Zealand is always cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, not always, majority of the time, um, mostly. I, I'm in a, I'm in a group on Facebook called Sound in Worship, and okay. we go through a lot of the worship music and talk about this stuff. That's um, cool. I wish I could say that a lot of people in there are ref- are reformed. We have some pretty staunch anti-Calvinists in there. Ooh, <laughs> that's always fun. I, that's <laughs> yes, it is fun. <laughs> this, these people are terrible. Why? They're Calvin. <laughs> um, anyway, exactly. okay, fine, whatever. Are you familiar with uh, Jemerson or Not the Bee? Um, yes, I think I've seen him. Okay, him, her, it. So he's got a podcast called Balm and Gilead, and he's like, that's basically what he talks about his music yeah, and worship about- and stuff. So, uh, sounds like it kind of be right up your alley. Yeah, if you, I mean, we- though he is Presbyterian, so you want to be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I don't mind Presbyterian. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, we actually, he was the first guest we had on our podcast. Um, you know, for very first one. And after, like, after the podcast, he he was tra- he was like convincing us of Presbyterian. No, trying, trying. Well, he he almost had me convinced of being Presbyterian. I was like, this is like. He's making some really good points, and then I think I missed half of it. And then after we were done talking to him, I was like, you know, I, I talked to like my parents, and they were like, yeah, but and my brothers, and they were all like, you know, came up with good responses, and I was like, oh, okay, so still not Presbyterian <laughs> <Yeah>. yet. 
<laughs> yeah, on, on that note, you know, I, I don't really care, to be honest. I, oh, yeah, I hopped yeah. around with different denominations. Oh, for sure. And yeah. my thing is, if you follow the scriptures, then I'm happy. Right, you know, right, I 100%. Absolutely. And, and, and the whole pedo credo baptism yeah. is a storm in a teacup, to be quite honest, because yeah, what the uh, what the Presbyterians do the Baptists also do. They just right. give it a different name. Right, right. <laughs> so, anyway. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. No, yeah. yeah, so yeah no, do I, I was, yeah, make I was it clear. Joking, yeah, but absolutely. We agree 100%. Yeah. I love Presbyterians. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say there there was a period where I was like, oh, man. I don't. I, I just feel like this disconnect because they believe in pedo baptism. Right. And then I realized I was like, wait, no, no, it's we're not. Insane. It's not that big. Of a, and that's yeah. the danger. You're yeah. putting making yeah. your own little reform bubble, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Exactly. Presbyterians are supposedly more reformed. So yeah, you're, Jackson. Jackson basically has his own bubble. <laughs> Jackson is <laughs> okay, okay. He's got his Jackson bubble. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. All right. Uh, uh, let's yeah. Let's do our recommendations. Like for real. That was. I mean, those were some good ones. Um. And yeah. Jackson, do you want to explain? To Rao, why we call them recommendations? Uh, so because I don't know, I don't remember. Well, I think we just thought it was funny because it was like well, you were saying rex some, re- wait, wait. you were saying let's rec some recommendations, yeah. and we were like, wait, why don't we just? I don't know why because we because we that. kept wrecking them because we would always we wouldn't have they anything. Were s- and we still oh, don't. Oh, okay. And I yeah, said, so that oh, we just morphed it into wreck some medications. Yeah. Because every it's... time, every time we get to this part of the show, um. I I blank out and I'm like oh I can't think of anything to recommend but you know yeah go ahead Jack you Uh, go first because I really can't I want to recommend citizens uh, because I don't feel like we've talked about them in a while Uh, I think we recommend them nearly every week but that that works no I don't think so are you familiar with them Ralph I'm very familiar with them. I'm also familiar with the fact that they now back up the chosen, which is very Do they really? Oh my gosh. See, okay, yes, now, I'm, now I feel like I, I discovered can't recommend that, anything because you keep saying I discovered that, that today. I discovered that uh, today. And that I was sucks. so upset because I love Yeah. Yeah. I will okay, say well, take, I will say I, I don't really like uh Citizens new music, so I'm kind of, you know, yeah. I like them. I the like latest the album, yeah, it's a bit I mean it's really nice to listen to and I would say hey, if you want to just listen to something as you know rather than listening to the garbage that that is you know modern pop music listen to citizens latest album instead that's fine yeah you know in terms of theology i think it's very very light on theology definitely definitely and when i discovered today that they are now fans of the chosen then it really cemented why they're light on theology yeah can i can i just can i just actually end off as it were, with a quote from Spurgeon. Sure, yeah. Because I think this is this is the most in many ways, this is the uh it's my favorite of his quotes for a very good reason. Spurgeon said, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit because I don't know it I one hundred percent by heart, but he said discernment is not the uh, um let me get it right. <laughs> we can discernment is not knowing what is right and what is wrong, mm-hmm. but knowing what is right and what is almost yes. right. Yes, I know that quote. Yeah, that's really good. That is really good. Well, and that is that is where we sit today. Most people think discernment is being able to tell what is right and what is clearly wrong, and mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. Amen. I recommend yeah. Spurgeon. Um. Yes. 
He's got some fantastic quotes. Yes, he really does. What's that one quote about waffles, Jackson, or pancakes? No, pan- <laughs> pancakes. I think he said, uh, there is hardship in everything except eating pancakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best. One of the most, uh, you know, that really well struck me. Let me just change my citizen's recommendation to, uh, does King's Kaleidoscope work? Have you listened to them? Uh, King's Kaleidoscope, I don't really recommend either. They, oh at one point, at one point, they decided that say, dropping the F word in the middle of the song was yeah. okay. Right? Yeah. Well, and I'm that's... like, I, I'm, you clearly haven't read your Bible because nowhere does God say that's okay. In fact, there's a number of places where He says it's not. Oh man, this is gonna take a while. Um, yeah, Jack, Let's see. Wait, wait, wait. Don't uh, recommend thrice. Well, they're not Christian anyway, so. Yeah. Okay, um, so if you want, okay, let me let me. Uh, in the in the heavy metal hard rock heavy metal arena, I can recommend to you a band called Death Therapy and a band called Becoming the Archetype. They are both headed up by a man by the name of Jason Wisdom. Okay. He is reformed. Okay. So wow, he is his. You can definitely listen to that if you're into that sort of stuff. Uh, if you if you want to go back a few years and listen to some ska, uh, ska, <laughs> rock with trumpets. Yes, oh it's very gosh. cool. You want to listen huh. to the OC Supertones. Ah, uh, yes, I've heard. Incidentally, I've heard my favorite song of theirs is Superfly. Ah, um, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Anyway, and we found out where it the came OC from. Supertones are reformed as well, and if really? you actually listen to some of their music, you it, it comes out loud and clear. Huh. Um, that they are, are, are reformed. You, are you a Skillet fan? I do enjoy Skillet, yes. Okay, uh, okay. See, see, I, I love, I love uh, John. Wait, his name's John Cooper, right? Yes, yeah, John Cooper. Yes, I love yes. him. He's an awesome dude. I just can't get down with their music. I do not like the style at all. But that's just personal preference. Um, yeah. So don't listen to becoming the architect because <laughs> it's much, much heavier and stuff, and there's got lots of screaming and stuff. Oh yeah, no, no, well, no. Yeah. Look, look, we, we like, we like. The, yeah, no. There's like something about particular, like, yeah. There's very... something specific about Skillet that is just kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't it, know what it is. His voice is a little grating. Yeah, it's. I, I think it is his voice, and also it's like, a, their songs are just. Feels very generic almost. Yeah, sometimes like their newer yeah. stuff feels very like. And the, and the lyrics mm. too, just are like, okay, like I'm undefeated, undefeated or whatever, and like, yeah. you make if me you, feel invincible go, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, if you go and speak to John and you speak, um, and you ask him about what he's meaning behind mm-hmm. them, he's a lot of times he's very scriptural in his basis. Yes. Okay. Um, he actually has a song about it's about abortion. Um, and well, not directly about abortion, about a lady who had an abortion, and she later. It was a story that that they were told. It's a from a uh, a friend of theirs who knows the okay. actual lady that they talked about. Uh, if I remember, the song is called Lucy. I think. Okay. Anyway, and it, it sounds a bit weird and crazy if you listen to it and you don't understand the backstory. Right. But most of his stuff does have a good backstory. But yeah, I'm I'm not I'm generally not a big fan of it because you know I'm one of these weird people that thinks that if you're gonna sing around Christian stuff, it should just be blatantly Christian. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and I don't like I certainly don't like these people that are like, oh, 
we're Christians, but we're not a Christian band. <laughs> right. Uh, like NF. Um, I just, I just, you know, I find personally, I'm like, if you're not, as a Christian, I don't listen to any or very little anyway, secular music, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I don't feel like it is edifying in any way. Right. And I would, and therefore, the these, I'm a Christian, but my band's not Christian. Um, people also, they don't sing anything that's really edifying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I listen to a wide range of music. I listen to heavy metal. I listen to hip hop. I listen to, uh, you know, techno and, right. and house and stuff like that. Um, and But I still, I'm like, you know, if your music is not, you know, if you're not really, uh, if you're not speaking about Jesus, or at least about like Christian things. I just, I don't. It's not worth it to me yeah. to listen to it. Yeah, no, I actually, I actually am in the same boat. Uh, mostly, there are like there are a few uh, secular bands that I'll listen to, but for the most part, I mean, and also I think it depends on. I mean, like we grew up basically, ju- you know, just listening to Christian music. Not Toby so, Mac. Yeah, Toby <laughs> Mac. Um, who now I don't listen to. <laughs> Yeah, same. 100%. Stay away from that. But, uh, well, and then, like, you know, there were other, like, yeah, Christian rock bands growing up that we listened to and that are just kind of like, you Emory. know, yeah, like the same, uh, you know, we, we grew up and it was just kind of like, that's what I like. You know, I like the these Christian, mm-hmm. you know, rock bands or Christian, you know, rappers or, you know, stuff like that. Oh, so that's yeah. normally what I prefer. Well, um, well, maybe we can end on this, but I, I was wondering, you said you like hip-hop. It's, it seems very hard to find a solid, like, hip-hop artist. Like, have you have you heard of Flame? Yes. Yeah, so, like, I, we really liked, I mean, I didn't love his style, but I really liked mm-hmm. him because, you know, he's very mm-hmm. Calvinistic and stuff, and then he went all, yeah. uh, I think he's Lutheran, maybe? Um, but, yeah, talking about kind of, like, baptismal regeneration and stuff, so is there anyone that you, uh, yeah, that you are familiar with that you know is solid? I wish I could say, but everyone that I know has gone off the rails in some yeah. way or fashion. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with the hip hop industry is it's very much based on African American culture, mm-hmm. and in African American, you know, in the even though the culture itself tends to be quite um, conservative, what happens is that they get completely wrapped up and taken up by the uh by the liberal or leftist political stuff and so they you know i was listening to some andy minio again the other Mm -hmm. day an album Uh, that i had bought a long time ago that i really liked and then i was listening to the one thing and i'm like i turned it off because i was like you know what this is just actually at the end of the day blatant propaganda Mm. like you you don't know it and you don't realize it but you have been sold into that propaganda so like one of the guys that i really liked because he was really solid is shylan uh, but right. he also yeah. when george floyd came around in in you know the what's it in 2020 he got sucked into it as well and i'm just like and, and so many other christians you know it, that george floyd was really the turning point for a lot of, of people yeah and it really did actually it really in many ways it really showed you know, it divided the sheep and the goats. Yeah. You know, right? Um, like, so I don't, and- I, 
all them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think exactly. he was a little before. I think he was already going a little off the rails. Yeah, no, he was. He was already heading that way, and I, I could tell already. And then, yeah, right. it just went even worse. Yeah, that's no, it. just yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like hip hop. Just I think it's just become so political mm-hmm. without people realizing it. That I, there's just not nothing there that I can think of. No one that I know of that I would recommend. Any South African music that you like? Is there is there like a particular any any you anything? There there are a number of South African bands that I used to listen to, and I've even been to a couple of their concerts. Um, oh, really? Okay, cool. Christian bands. It was it was in the nineties. There was a huge Christian music scene in South Africa. Really? Um, oh, wow. Yeah, but most of them again. You know, they didn't come from Reformed churches. They came from evangelical churches, mm-hmm. evangelifish. <laughs> um, yes. And, uh, and so, you know, like one of the guys, um, one cool band that I really liked, and I liked their music, but he ended up basically being sucked into battle, you know, mm-hmm. and, and other churches where they're just like, they were very clearly like the bad type of charismatic, right. you know? Right. Um, so, unfortunately, Pepper's. no. <laughs> All the sovereign graces. Right. No, no. Just the. Uh, yeah. So there isn't really anything like my my music collection has shrunk so much in the last couple mm-hmm. of years since yeah. we've been like really cracking down on what is good Christian music and what is not. Yeah. Um. So that that really, I mean, just. Just the fact it feels like, you know, a lot of bands were talking about, you know, you you keep saying like, yeah, and, you know, they messed up in this area, they messed up in that area, and it really does kind of show what you were talking about, where it's like, you know, there's just this, within the church, yep. all these people going off, accepting these things that are, you know, blatantly mm-hmm. wrong. Right, and I, um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's wrong to, I mean, I you know, this is probably a whole different, another discussion. But uh, I don't. I wouldn't say it's blatantly wrong to listen to King's Kaleidoscope or Citizens. But right. you need to be careful of. You need to be discerning uh, how they are, because uh, you can think somebody's solid, and then you know, yeah, like you're saying, the whole George Floyd thing with rappers. Um, things can happen, and uh, then you're being influenced in a bad way, and yeah, before you know it, you end up at some wacko church. Right. So yeah, you just need to be very careful uh, with what you consume. Yeah. I think is kind of the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess uh, that that'll conclude uh, that. I, I mean, the recommendation section turned into turned something into a whole else. Conversation. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll take it. You know. But yeah. Uh, so is that is that it? Did you want to end end with anything? Did you want to say anything else, Ralph? No, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always got more to say, but I unfortunately have homesteading chores that await me. So. <laughs> well, hire you on again, man. Yeah, this definitely. Is awesome. Thank uh, you for yeah carving out some time for yeah, us. Yeah, thank so. you, man. We really appreciate yeah. it. It was it was awesome. And uh, uh, until next time, everyone, fear God and uh, and keep His commandments. And also, Jeff Durbin, we need you to come on our podcast, Jeff. So. Please.